Hello, and thanks for checking out the Gots to Listen podcast. I'm Elliot Gotts, and on today's episode is the first time one of my former students joins the pod. Her name is Lauren. She is a sophomore this year at Woodhaven High School, and she talks to me about really the effects that being in a pandemic and having been quarantined multiple times has had on her. I don't really think that either of us expected that to be one of the outcomes of this podcast when we sat down, but it was a really eye-opening experience, especially since this was recorded about a month or so ago, and the numbers for students having to quarantine and whatnot due to COVID is magnified since this point. So I really enjoyed that she was able to give a little bit of insight into what it's like being a quarantine student and what the mental health of that looks like. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I did. Thanks for checking it out. All right. Um, I'm excited about this because you and I, when uh, we went remote in the spring, I was telling my students today that you were one of the only people that joined the Zooms. Yeah. And then you and I would just chat about life. So this would be kind of normal for us. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about you. Okay, so I'm Lauren Hurd. Um, I'm in 10th grade. I am a very dedicated student. I love to do good in school, you know. And at the same time, I'm a dancer. So it takes a lot of time and um, energy out of my life. <laughs> but it's something I'm very passionate about and love spending my time doing. And I'm also just very funny and relaxed, and I just like to have a good time in life. Yeah. Do you just call yourself funny? Yeah, I am funny. (laughs) (laughs) How many different types of dance do you do? Well, I do like two different kind of things. Like I do dance team, but I also do my competitive team at my studio. And at the studio, there's like different styles too, like, you know, hip hop and jazz, contemporary ballet, etc., tap. How many of those are you involved in? I'm in like every style. I do everything. How many days a week do you have dance? Tuesday through Thursday right now because I actually took this winter season off for dance team. I didn't do the competition season because of everything going on right now. It's just a lot. So I would normally be doing every day of the week and I teach a class on Saturdays too. So I don't know if that counts. How long have you been doing that? I started this year, so it's cool that I have, like, a job now. And, um, yeah, like, it's just super fun to, like, teach little kids what I'm passionate about, too. What's that like? And So you're still taking classes, you're doing dances, and then you're also teaching dance. So It's a lot of dance. It is a lot of dance. Do you... You must have a lot of confidence in your dancing ability yes. for you to be able to coach these kids. Yeah, because of my personality too, you know, that's kind of like why they sought me out is because like I already started making combos and like teaching people my age, like little pieces and stuff. And then like we all do them together and everything. And I found a passion for that, that teaching aspect. And then just because I'm so outgoing and it does make me a little nervous at times, just like organizing and preparing for the class but I love seeing the kids smiles and everything they're just so funny and crazy (laughs) how do you prepare for the classes that you teach like how do you get ready for those 
so I like they gave us like a whole schedule in our email because there's like three new there's like three of us girls that are like new to it and they're like bringing up into it and everything so they gave us like an like itinerary I guess of like what kind of things you should do with the order and everything so I copied and pasted the whole thing into my notes and put it in my own like way and then I just like change the songs every week and like I do questions of the day because they love answering questions and so I will like change those up every week and yeah I like to switch the atmosphere up because sometimes it can get boring as a kid for like an hour you know they get kind of bored so I like to make it fun and what age is this they are five to eight so they're very young still well that's fun where does where does this confidence come from you are extremely confident you you say it it comes across where does your I don't want to call it an ego but where does this come from I feel like it's really like I don't think anyone's influenced me to like be a certain way I think I was just you know like naturally since I was born I just always would love to talk like I would get in trouble for that in elementary for talking too much, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like in me. I can say there's definitely like people throughout my life who have, you know, made me enjoy being the way I am, like you or just like fun teachers that like enjoy my personality. That excites me, excites me and keeps me like wanting to stay outgoing and stuff. And then there's people who also have supported me even when I felt like I've doubted myself and everything they kind of just pushed me more, I guess, and showed me, like, like gave me something to, like, work for, and I want to make them proud. So that's kind of, like, where that comes from. How much of your motivation comes from yourself and how much of it comes from an outside influence? Oh, um, <laughs> like, 50% and then 60.2. No, like, <laughs> um, uh, I... I kind of feel like I feel like I said I feel like over the years no one's truly made me feel like I need to change like I've never tried to like be someone I'm not constantly like, I've always I, I feel like I'm the same person even if I go through experiences and learn things I still have this like part of me you know so I guess it, I'd say it's more of me and stuff but like I said there's still that area for those other people who have like impacted me what are some well okay so we're all over the map here yeah (laughs) so you're the first former student who's been on the podcast so with you being at the high school now what were some positive experiences from this school that you felt got you ready for the high school I think that it is like they we do get a lot of support here not that we don't get support at the high school or anything but like people always say oh well they should treat you how they do over there because it'll be like really hard once you get there but i feel like i don't know i kind of feel like you guys always being there for us and everything kept us motivated kept us like we felt secure And so I think that you guys gave us that extra help we needed and stuff, whether it was teaching content or just making us feel like we're seen and supported. I feel like that kind of set us up to be like strong, like individuals, I guess. So I guess in a way it contributes to our independence over there. Does that make sense? So you think that we were like 
a little bit of we're going to give you a chance to be free, but we're still here if you need it. And then at the high school, it's more like you need to stand up for yourself and be independent. Yeah, I mean, I still there's like teachers still who definitely are always there for you. Got to give a shout out to Dobra. You know, you know, yeah, good old Doby. He, you know, he's there a hundred percent, and even though he likes to make fun of us, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that it's just a lot like you're very on your own over there they expect a lot from you and everyone says that but you don't really like believe it until you're there okay so that's a good point that i'd like to ask about so you said that you have these high expectations from other people at the high school and you don't realize it till you're there so for you what is an example of a moment where it clicked like oh this really is the next level of school for me, I took AP Psychology this year. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> I know. So many kids dropped out right away, and it was a whole thing. Like, they had to, like, prove they had a medical, like, thing. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. Like, a real problem. They really don't want you dropping out. Well, yeah. Yeah. The workload is intense. There's a lot of things that I have not even completed from last semester. Um, and like, it's not like I lost like points or anything, but I just feel like she gives you a lot of stuff for your benefit because in the end of this, you are taking a test that is going to, that will or will not give you college credit. You know, right. it's kind of like, it's really up to you to decide your fate. I sometimes study really hard and sometimes I study the hour before the class. And that's just kind of how it is, and that can determine a lot of things, but it's, like, all in your hands, and, you know, she trusts that you're going to do your work. They don't even, like, necessarily check it all. They just expect you to learn the content, take a quiz on it, and then take a test on it, and move on. She keeps pushing us, too, like, oh, we have to get this done by this time. So, you know, just that whole, that whole class is, like, it's just so intense and nothing like anything I've ever done before ever but that's ap yes i signed up for that i knew it was going to be like that but i mean like i didn't know it was going to be like that but i definitely knew like you know ap advanced placement it's not going to be just an easy ride an easy walk in the park it's not going to be like that so when you look at like a class like that where the expectations are so much higher how do you evaluate the difficulty of some of the classes that aren't ap like, do you feel like the expectations from your other classes are too low? Do you wish more classes were similar to how your AP is run? Because for me, I feel like every year we let up a little bit on, we'll say, late work or homework and whatever. But then kids like you take an AP class, and there's such a big difference between what you experience in the AP class and then what you experience with this. And we don't prepare you for those expectations when we do it this way so like do you think more classes should be run like the ap class or not you know i think in between almost so example would be honors english right that has been a lot of stress for me because like we're writing so much like that's all we do is write and you know it's just a lot of pressure with like timelines and stuff and everything it's still a problem for me right but because like i went to dobrook or i go to other teachers it's not even just that class they're very understanding if you just explain like what's kind of going on with your personal situation and everything they're like willing to be flexible with you and i think that's one of the good things is when like 
yes, you have to do this. You have to get this done. But they're willing to work with you to help you be the best you can be. Because I know I can write. I know I'm good. <laughs> I know I, like, <laughs> I know I know I have it in me. It's not that. It's just like getting it done is like really hard for me. And like, I don't know, just the whole process is just a mind game for me. I think that helps me a lot knowing, okay, I don't have to worry if I don't turn this in mm -hmm. at 11.59 p.m., you know, and that's for all of the classes. So I'd say like in the middle of like, you don't want it to be too easy, but you don't want it to be insane either. So I was gonna ask you about this a little bit later, but it seems like you're segueing into it really well. How's your time management? Really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. I get home from school and I have like an hour and a half, I'd say usually before I go to dance and I don't do anything. I just get changed, eat and kind of stretch and mentally prepare to go from school to now I'm doing the studio and dance and everything. I definitely should take advantage of that, but I don't. So then I'm at dance for like three to four hours a night. Mm -hmm. I don't get home till like 10. And so I'm doing homework and I don't wanna stay up at 12 till 12. So I'm doing homework from about 10 to 11.30. I'm only allowing an hour and a half. And with the classes I took, I just don't get to everything. And that's why I do a lot of things throughout the day before that class comes. Or like, I'll ask for the extension. Or, you know, I kind of just do what I got to do to get by. Mm -hmm. But it's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. And it doesn't sound like it's gotten any better since COVID or high school or any of that? Nah, no, I don't, I mean, co like being quarantined and stuff definitely for some reason puts you behind even though you're at home all day just cause like there's no differentiating between homework and then like school time. Like it's all like, cause there's like some teachers will say, oh, you can join this Zoom or oh, you can come to this class since you're not gonna be there in your class. But it all just gets mixed and you feel like you're doing work the whole day. And every you not like are learn you're not learning the lessons with the class all the time, and it sets you so back, and I think that's even worse. So I don't know. I I feel like COVID has impacted it in a way, but it's still all just like been bad no matter what. So you've been quarantined twice, right? Three. Three times. Yeah, I'm a professional. You're a professional. It's my joke. It's my flex on everyone. What? So like, what's that like? So you've had three different instances where you've been stuck at home to quarantine. You said just now that some teachers make it easy for you to do some of the work, some teachers don't. Because like, I know, for example, I teach one online class, I can tell my kids, hey, you can join this online class. The other ninth grade English teacher here doesn't teach an online class. And that's not really an option for her quarantine kids unless they join mine or Miss L. Goods. Yeah. So I mean, do you, when you're gone, because you've always been a pretty good student, regardless of uh -huh, whether you yeah. like your time management. I, I email every teacher, like, right away. If I get, like, I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? What do I, like, what can I do besides this? And it's like, whatever that teacher says is the impact that that'll have on you just kind of depends on what they're going to do for you. Right. When you are quarantined like that, do you wake up at like a normal school time or do you sleep in? Well, because like the first Zoom class I can go to that someone will give me is second hour. I have to still wake up early and everything. But I try to get up and start doing work and stuff right away. 
I wouldn't say I necessarily wake up at the good old 6 a.m. Right. And shower, like, and do all the stuff, all the fun stuff I do before school. But I do, you know, I try to still have a school day. Yeah. Because you're already falling behind, like I said. So it's just not a good situation if you are going to sleep in late and then goof off during the day already. Like, you're not going to get anything done. Yeah. I think you might have talked a little bit about it with AP and stuff like that. But what are some of the things, what are some of the challenges that you face as a high school student that you didn't have to face as a middle school student? I think for me, it's a lot of self-disappointment what does that mean so sad but i don't know like i've always put so much pressure on myself like like nothing is telling me to like be this way it's just how i am my next question was literally about how much pressure you put on yourself yeah it's like how it's just like the way i am once i've had i've never had this much like overload of work i'm never like not truly studied going into something i've never i've really grown to stop like like i care but i like have this attitude like whatever i just have to do it i have to go into this now i set myself up for like whatever and i am trying to stop that i'm trying to get back on track but every time i kind of do something that i'm not proud of or let myself down i just like have a mental breakdown and i never have had that before it's taken such a toll on me. Um, it's just been really, that's what's been really rough for me this year is just being okay with not, you know, being the best or whatever. And I, I don't even care if I'm the best anymore. I care if I just do what I'm supposed to do at this point. Like, I guess that's changed me too. So yeah, this year's just really changed me and how I feel about school, I guess. But do you think <laughs> that comes from being at the high school or come from dealing with being at a pandemic or the fact that you've been Mm -hmm. quarantined three times like where does that come from that definitely adds into it because it's annoying like the first time I got quarantined I cried because I it's all about dance so I just didn't want to miss dance you know like these events are very stressful and upsetting of course but I don't really think the pandemic has any like effect on this feeling I've just been having it's really it's all it's just all about me and the way I'm approaching things this year it's I just think I don't know because it's all within person it's nothing to do like with wearing a mask or you know like social distancing or whatever like it's like they're still teaching us the same so I wouldn't say it's really the pandemic or anything I don't know Hmm, that's interesting I know it's like the opposite of what everyone says. So are you putting less pressure on yourself this year then? Because you were like a worry wart when yeah, you were... I, I'd still have that within me. But like I've really learned to just kind of say, like I really have that whatever attitude. I went into my APC, AP, oh my gosh, my AP psych final, like not studying. Like I studied three out of the, like the eight units. I didn't even study the content really. I still did good because I just like took in the information and actually learned so I was fine but it's like why did I do that you know I had so much time I had I had all this time to you know find like look over it and I just didn't and I don't know I guess I just lose myself in that so it sounds like your motivation has changed yeah huh like I still want good grades I don't 
Like, I don't want to have, like, I'm still like, I want to have a 4.0, you know, like, that's how I am. But at the end of the day, if I don't, I don't even care anymore. Like, I have a B plus in AP Psych right now and an A minus in Spanish. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep doing it because I know, like, I'm putting in the same amount of effort into my work, even if I'm falling behind. I still am putting in, when I'm doing the work, I'm doing it how I would always do it, giving 100% trying my best on it. So I'm not gonna be disappointed if it doesn't work out, you know? Cause I know I'm doing everything I can other than the time management stuff. So do you think that because you're struggling more that perhaps you're having to work harder and that maybe you're learning more this year? Like, do you think that maybe the reason, I'm, you're smart and you work hard and this is not like a slam mm -hmm. on you, but you were an all-A student. Do you think that this is the first time that you've really been pushed or challenged? I definitely think that a lot of classes, like especially last year, I was like, why am I here right now? Like, I was so bored. I honors, I've learned so much about writing. Like, I had no idea. Like, I feel like I've really evolved in there, even though it's hard. Same thing with AP Psych. I'm fascinated by the content. Like, it's incredible even when i'm not interested in a subject i still feel like uh there is a definitely a push and stuff like math was harder last year in my opinion but i still feel there's something that's pushing me which yeah. is very good that's why my grades are even though like i'm trying they might be down right now but that doesn't mean i can't get them back up i had a 4.03 whatever you know, last semester, and I had to be for a while in psych or whatever. It just depends on what the, what's going on at the time and how willing I am to work for it and move that up. Do you think that because you have less of a perfectionist attitude towards school that you have a healthy relationship with school? How would you describe that? Or is that just, it's just different and it is what it is? I think that I've created a negative attitude towards school because of how it's made me feel. Just the, like I said, just feeling the disappointment in myself it's kind of made me lose the love of school, honestly. I, I don't know. Like, that just kind of happened to me. But I feel good about the learning, you know? Like, I feel like the learning has improved and I'm being better with, like, in, encoding information <laughs> and storing and retrieving. <laughs> like, I feel like I've been better with that, and I'm glad for that. I'm really... Like we've had to do analysis, like quizzes, like writing it, you know, I complained about that to you. I cannot write this in an hour, mm -hmm. like, and we've had to do that. And I think it's only contributing to making me like a better student. So I'm like, I'm glad for that, but I just don't like how I feel, you know? Hmm. That's interesting. It's also funny because when you were in my classroom, you were like bubbly, happy, I don't know. I still am. I'm very funny. I love my life. I like to make people laugh, get distracted because I just talk the whole class. <laughs> but like just when I example, like when I talk about, you know, how it's affected me, it is like it is more sad. And it's like it's not like it's not funny, you know. Yeah. So I can't like really be like Ooh, about it because it sucks, but I'm not like, I still am, I still have those moments, you know, it's not like I've completely lost myself or anything. Yeah. So. It's interesting. I don't want to lose it either. Right. Because it's like the, the best thing about me and I love it. Yeah. I love 
lighting up the day for everyone. Yeah, you you had a very um, infectious, bubbly personality that rubbed off on a lot of people. And you were in Thank an you. hour that you had the two other girls in there that also you all kind of balanced each other. So that's yeah, interesting. When we shut down in the spring, you were like the only person that came to my Zooms. Yeah, you're really cool. <laughs> that's all. How to say hi. Well, I'm going to take that as a compliment since you also asked me to be on the podcast. So you logged into my Zooms and then you wanted to be on the podcast. So I must be kind of cool. Yeah, no. you're really you're really fresh. If you knew back in the spring, which you did, you knew like your grades can't go down. You didn't yeah. have to log in. It's because Romeo and Juliet was so good to me. Like I loved oh. I love reading that so much. You're not being sarcastic? No, everyone's like Dobrik too. He's like, I hate that. I hate that. And I'm like, how? I watched the movie and everything. I thought it was so good. Yeah. I don't know why everyone was hating on it. But that kept me like intrigued. Wow. Yeah, I love teaching Romeo and Juliet. My favorite thing about it is that Romeo and Juliet are similar age to ninth graders. So it's always fun to kind of make those comparisons, especially, you know, we teach it in the spring and you see all these little ninth graders holding hands in the hallways and then you just kind of pick on them and point them out. And yeah, it's I just, fun. It's, it's, it was really interesting for me. Like I was glad to sit down and read it for like no reason, I guess. It, there was a reason though, you know, I was learning, but. But do you feel like because you knew nothing could count against you, you kind of read it more for enjoyment than for a grade or anything? No, because like I, I mean, I would come to like on the zooms and ask questions because I wanted to make sure I got it right, even though I didn't need to. Yeah. You know, I, I just like it's very natural for me to just want to make sure that I'm on track and that I have things correct. I don't know what made me want to do it. I don't know. Hmm. I what? just, I, you know, I think part of it's because I've always heard of it, but I've never really knew much about it. So I was like, why not? Yeah. You know? I don't know. How many of the movies did you watch? I only watched one. I don't even remember what specific one it was. Like I could point out the image if I saw like the picture, yeah. but I don't remember like who made it or who was in it really. All right, let's go back to talking about you and your dancing. Okay. So how do you describe, so first off, how many different dance programs are you dancing in? Not coaching, just dancing in. Dance team and then the studio and how many different types of dance at the studio do you do i'm in seven numbers those are of different styles of course and i have like a solo too but like you know there like i said there's like tap jazz contemporary hip-hop all that stuff so what, i'm in like every style what's your favorite i think i used to be all about tap but I've just grown in contemporary so much. And a lot of it was my choreography and stuff, like doing things, making my own steps and moves to songs. It just kind of, I don't know, I really grew a passion for it because you can show a lot of emotion in contemporary. So that's why, I don't know, I just love that one so much. I love that style. What is contemporary style? So, you know, I always, I always like attribute like, contemporary well not a tribute but um like relate it to like sad music there can be happy contemporary of course but like you think of like Louis Capaldi or like something like that right 
So like like before you go, you know that song. Mm-hmm. Instead of like you know you're not like hip hop and everything, but you're also not like tap dancing. It's more of like I don't know how to explain it. Like movements, like just like rhythm, like you know like reaches and turns and kicks and like jumps and leaps and stuff. How is that different than hip hop? Other than the music, like dancing style wise, is it different than hip hop? Yes, hip hop is more like because there can be isolations in anything. But hip-hop, well, I guess, oh, wow, that is a good question. I think the song, I'm not going to say the song determines the genre, but it definitely, like, that's how we kind of perceive it. Because we were doing, like, an improv class, and we had to take the opposite of what the music was. So it was, like, super, like, amped up and everything. And so we had to be very contemporary. Right. Like, you know, super reaching and breaths and beautiful movement and it was hard because it's like we tribute that i keep saying a tribute i don't know why (laughs) i keep saying that but we keep like kind of putting the whole high energy with a high song so like jazz or whatever yeah so i don't know it was like it's challenging but how do you keep that many different types of dance straight Um, like how do you like okay so you have seven (laughs) different numbers yeah but do you have to know all seven numbers within the same period of time? Like, are you working yeah. on one number tonight and another number tomorrow and then a different number, you know, the next day? Um, we have a schedule, right? It stays the same every week. So yesterday I had four of my dances, like, classed back to back for an hour each, right? So you had four hours to dance yesterday. Yes. Today I'm assisting a class, which is, like, whatever. And then I have no, I have no competition dances today. I just have technique. So like ballet classes and like, like that improv class. Um, and then like Thursday is like a whole separate, like it's part of our company and it's all of us, but like, it's like you had to make that extra commitment and there's like their own dances within the company. And so like that, there's like at least three dances that I'm in there and stuff and you just kind of run them like oh we're gonna do this one now and you clean them and work on them and add stuff or whatever you know you just kind of have to keep going with them all at once do you do recitals yeah we have one at the end of the year there's only one recital that's how that was that's how those work there's competitions which like you go to a competition with other studios can't be all your numbers and based on like the categories, the age divisions, the goodness of your skill or whatever, you know, like there's different areas you compete in. There's overalls and how you score. That's the whole point of competition. That's why we have the numbers and everything. Recitals, the end show with all of our dances, plus any of the recreational dances, which our kids not competing, like my class I teach, that is at recital, you know, and we have a showcase for all the competition ones too, which is usually way, that would have been in November, but obviously it didn't happen. But like, that's just for all of our competition ones to kind of get a run through before we have to compete and everything. So yeah, those are kind of our performances. And have you ever been at a performance or a recital or a competition or any form of that outside of practice where because you're in so many different types of dance that you've just had like a brain fart in the middle of performing? No, not really. Like there's definitely been moments on stage where I was like, why did, like, what, wait, wait, where am I? Like I've definitely, like, like I've never really forgotten a dance. I will say it happened 
like last year, like once at our showcase practice before we actually did it. So never want to actually was perform. But you kind of, your brain just goes with it. The way you walk into English and you're like English mode, that's how it is for every dance. Oh. You just, the music, and I don't know how. That's a good way of describing it. Like the music, it. the steps, you constantly doing this every week in the same order. It just makes sense. Like it just, yeah. you don't forget. When you've been doing this since, you know, you're like four. Obviously I wasn't doing all of the numbers and involvement. That was more like sixth grade when that started. But once you've been doing this for years, it's just conditioned, you know, it just happens for you and it's boom. Well, I'm sure also having a different song for every group or every genre helps you keep them straight too. Yeah, if we had to do the same two dances to the same song, like I cannot keep that straight. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, my favorite question of the whole podcast is the advice question. So hopefully, I think my biggest audience of listeners is my current students, I think. Hi, current students. <laughs> <laughs> what is one piece of advice you would give my current ninth grade students before they go to the high school? Okay, this is going to take a bit of thought. So definitely believe in yourself is the first thing. I put myself down so much, and I think that this is like, this is impossible. I laugh. I make a joke out of everything when I'm sad about it or upset. I'm like about to get a C in this test or whatever. But I think I think it does help to say, oh, I'm gonna get an A on this. I'm gonna, you know, I don't think you should be overconfident, but I think you, if you did enough, you think, I think you should be proud of that. And just say like, at the end of the day, I did my best and I'm just going to go in there and prove what I know, you know? If you have a low self-esteem and just think that you're going to do crap on everything, that's how you're going to perform. It's just how it is. So that's like one thing. Another thing would be stay organized. They don't give you a planner. Hear me right now. They do not give you a planner. I was like, where's my planner at? And they don't give you one. I don't think we gave out planners this year either. Yeah, I don't know. They say they don't do that here. I was like, oh, okay. Either get your own. Or what I've been doing is a, like a Google Doc. I was going to say, like with the We're internet. always on the internet. Oh, we're always on the internet today, you know, and everything with COVID, paper, touching, exchanging, whatever. So like having a Google Doc that you can never forget because you can literally pull it up anywhere you are if you have a device helps. And you can like erase, once you get something done, you can highlight the areas for homework when you have a test in another color, it just works, it flows. So I would definitely stay organized. And also another thing with organization is like, once you're done with the unit, take all those papers, put it in the order that you did all the stuff. And like, whether you have a binder and you could color code all those pages or like clip them with a binder clip and set them to the side, right? And then you do that at the end of every unit and it helps with finals. And I actually started that last year and it really helps now too. You have everything where it's supposed to be and you can go through all the content from unit one, unit two, unit three. It really sets you up to be successful. Why do kids think as soon as they're done with something, they never need to look at it again? Because obviously we're paperless this year. Yeah. But in the past, anytime I give papers back, they always go, can I throw this out? Can I throw this out? Why do you think I don't... kids are so quick to just get rid of stuff? 
because they never cared about it in the first place. Mm. There's a lot of kids who are just doing the work to, you know, get participation points or whatever, just because it's the grade. Their parents are like, get it done. You guys Mm -hmm. are like, come on, do your work. They do it because they have to, but they don't really, they're not interested in it, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of kids that really don't, care about school don't think of the bigger picture like in honors we had to do like this whole final thing the final project that we started in the beginning of the year all throughout the semester we were doing specific parts so I saved everything to a drive folder Mm -hmm. another important thing I saved everything to a drive folder so that I can find everything I need thesis templates like the the literature review the this this and this you know so you can easily just find it right in one spot and that's that goes for any class too you want to save all of those um things to like a drive or like a folder because it's all right there for you and can search it up and everything Hmm. so sounds like organization is a big key yeah it really is but yeah keep your stuff for sure because (laughs) And it helps with your note cards, too, if you have a note card on the final. All your information, you can look through everything and say, do I know this? Do I know that? Move on. Boom. It just, like, happens easily that way, Hmm. I feel like. I dig it. Do you have anything else you want to leave us with? Just, you know, follow the rules. (laughs) It sounds so stupid, but just don't, don't be a bad kid. You're making everyone's life, like, harder, the teachers and the staff be respectful at the end of the day if you don't agree with the teacher don't attack them for it because there are a lot of kids who treat teachers so disrespectfully and at our age like the puberty and everything it's just people are wanting to be like you know they want to um go against the rules you know be a rebel and everything it just makes like i said it makes it harder for everyone even the classmates so yeah, just don't, I guess don't make a fool of yourself in a yeah. way. Just, yeah, just go in, do what you're supposed to do, go home. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds so dumb, but it's true. I feel like that was so dumb. Oh, you're all good. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you for letting me come on. I'm really glad I got to talk with you. I am too. <laughs> all right, thank you.